Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing in our series called GGBW, or God's Got a Better Way. It's out of Exodus 24, 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I'll give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written that you may teach them. And we've discussed the first four commandments that God wrote on stone to Moses, the four that speak of our relationship with God. And Jesus, when asked by lawyers what was the most important commandment from the law, he quoted Isaiah 6, 5. In Matthew 22, verses 35 through 38, it says, Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, and saying, Teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Well, the first and great commandment is to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and Luke in chapter 10, verse 27, adds the word strength. Now we have all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And as I said yesterday, in my view, that's just about everything. The King James Version Bible Commentary says, Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. The multiplicity of words emphasizes the thoroughness and fervency that our love for God should embrace. And the Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible, in talking about loving God with all our mind, says the word mind literally means a thinking through. The word suggests understanding, insight, meditation, reflection, perception, the gift of apprehension, and the faculty of thought. And it says, when this faculty is renewed by the Holy Spirit, The whole mindset changes from the fearful negativism of the carnal mind to the vibrant, positive thinking of the quickened spiritual mind. I like that. The word quickened means to restore life. And when we love God with all our mind, our mindset changes from negative fear to positive life. The Bible Knowledge Commentary, talking about the command to love the Lord your God, calls for a volitional commitment to God that is personal comprehensive, and wholehearted. Well, the words volitional commitment means a choice or decision made by our will. So what is loving God with all of our being? Jesus made an interesting declaration concerning love when he compared two masters, worry versus faith, hate versus love, loyalty versus despising, and serving God versus worldly wealth and riches. Before we read the story, a few definitions will help. First, the word mammon. Mammon literally means wealth and riches 
however, with a strongly negative connotation. It means worldly wealth and riches. The word serve, it can mean to be a slave, serve, do service, to obey and submit to, but in a good sense, it means to yield obedience. And the story is in Matthew 6, 24 through 34. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For after all these things, the Gentiles seek for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Well, this entire passage is about loving and trusting God. In simple terms, to love God would mean faith instead of worry, love instead of hate, loyalty instead of despising, and serving or trusting in God instead of worldly wealth and riches. In even clearer words, if we love worry, we hate God. If we serve worldly wealth and riches, we are not serving God. If we are loyal to one, we are despising the other. That sounds pretty harsh, but in softer terms, it all has to do with trust. His word says he wants us to prosper. In Third John verse 2, However, we can't trust mammon and say we trust God. We need to make a volitional commitment, a choice as to who and what we trust. You see, if we truly love God, we trust him. We can also put it this way. If we truly trust God, we love him. Now, how does this compare with the first four commandments? Well, Jesus raised the bar. He clarified the depth, motive, and reality of the first four commandments. He showed us the root cause, the foundation principle, the bottom line, the power of the boundaries from a positive aspect. What is the truth? Love God. Love God with everything and in everything we do. And when love, or we could say trust, is the foundation for our service to him, it is no longer works for salvation. It is works because of salvation. When love is the foundation of our relationship with God, the first four commandments are well, just as wonderful as the first and greatest one commandment Jesus gave, which he said in Mark twelve thirty, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. To trust God is to love God. Psalm 20, verse 7 says, some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. 
Psalm 31:14 says, "But as for me, I trust in you, O Lord. I say, you are my God." Psalm 52:8. "But I'm like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever." Psalm 56:11. "In God I have put my trust. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me?" Psalm 57:1. "Be merciful to me, O God, be merciful to me, for my soul trusts in you." And in the shadow of your wings, I'll make my refuge until these calamities have passed by. And Psalm 91, 2, I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God. In him, I will trust. Again, our text scripture, Exodus 24, 12. Then the Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and be there. And I'll give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments, which I have written that you may teach them. So we finished the first four commandments, which talk of our relationship with God, and we're entering the last six when Jesus summed them up as to love our neighbor as ourself. Well, the first commandment concerning our neighbors, or we could call it the fifth commandment of the ten, commandment number five says, honor your father and mother. And that begins to tell us who our neighbor is. Our neighbor, who is our neighbor? Many times we don't even know their names. Jesus was asked that question by a lawyer when he said we should love our neighbor as ourselves. Luke 10, 29, but he, wanting to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Again, Jesus was referring to the law and summed it up in two commandments, love God and love your neighbor. This lawyer was looking for more detail. For him, Jesus' response was too broad of a definition. He did not realize Jesus was giving an even greater and deeper understanding of the last six commandments. Let's see how Christ's answer was completely sufficient. The fifth commandment Moses received on tablets of stone was honor your father and mother. The word honor means to respect and obey. It means to show respect and reverence in thought, word, and deed. We are to honor our parents and others who have responsibility and authority over us. This would include a teacher caretaker, guardian, mentor, pastor, police officer, military rank, boss, etc. Hebrews 13:17 says, "Obey those who rule over you and be submissive for they watch out for your souls as those who must give account. Let them do so with joy and not with grief, for that would be unprofitable for you." And Ephesians 6 verses 1 through 3, "Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right." Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. In Ephesians chapter 6, Paul was quoting the fifth commandment and reminding us there is a blessing or promise that goes along with honoring our parents. Thank God we're redeemed from the curse of the law, but not from the blessing of the law. What's the blessing? That it might be well with us and that we might live a long life on earth. Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you that your days may be long and that it may be well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. And Proverbs 6.20, My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake the law of your mother. And one more, Colossians 3.20, Children, obey your parents in all things for this is well-pleasing to the Lord. GGBW God's got a better way. I call it wisdom from the mountain. Who is our neighbor? Obviously, it's first our mother and father. It would also include our entire family, then those who have authority over us, 
those who live next door, and literally all people. And Jesus told the parable of the Good Samaritan to show that our neighbor includes those we don't even know. The Bible Knowledge Commentary says to honor one's parents means to value or prize them highly. Children living at home express this by obeying their parents. This commandment was critical for the existence of the nation, that you, plural, may live long, and that it may go well with you, plural, in the land. Parents, especially fathers, rather than the religious leaders, were to pass the covenant values to their children. Many see commandment number five as a transitional commandment, the one between loving God and loving our neighbor. Faith Life Study Bible says this, honor your father and your mother. This acts as a hinge law between the two categories of the laws since it has elements of both a divine and interpersonal relationship. The dual focus demonstrates that faith to God was of central importance for the family. The family was also responsible for teaching loyalty to God. Yep, the family's pretty important, but we're out of time, so we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's the Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.